I needed to get what was in my head and in my heart and what I desired. I needed to get that translated to a team and then equipping the team and empowering the team so that we could experience what we wanted. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. What's up, Remarkables? Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. Hey, we're super excited, as always, to come alongside you on this journey. And man, what a journey it is, right? Every season seems to get more and more interesting. What a privilege it is for us to be uh, connected with you guys so regularly and on such an intense level. Man, and just speaking into you today, we're, we're psyched to bring you some content. Dr. Pete, I'm going way back to this, you know, so I use this phrase all the time, right? So I, I say, you don't get what you want, dot, dot, dot. And it's followed by usually some other statement. And you know what? This was actually original content. This is the first four posts I ever put when I put out my original blog in coaching, I don't know, 10 years ago called The Third Bird, right? So I don't know if any of you guys are go way back, that far back with me, but The Third Bird blog, that was from an expression. Listen, you're a chiropractor. Everybody knows the expression, you get two birds with one stone. As chiropractors, two birds are not enough. We needed to find the third bird, right? So in our practice, it was always like, we need to figure out what's the third bird here, right? So that was actually the name of my original blog. I mean, my yeah, my original blog, which was just extraordinary. Going back, the first four blog posts, or actually what we're going to be talking about in this series, right? And it's, you don't get what you want, you get what you measure. You don't get what you want, you get what you reward. You don't get what you want, you get what you model, and you don't get what you want, you get what you tolerate. Dr. Pete, I'm psyched to kick this material off. It's as relevant today, if not more so, than it was 10 years ago. And what I think you'll find is when you hear this content, when you hear this material, when you get this message, You'll be using this expression very regularly, just like I do. I love this subject. And, and Dr. Stephen, you and I were chatting about this before we, we started this podcast here today. First of all, hey guys, good to be together today. So, uh, so happy to be a part of the journey with all of you. It's just been awesome for me, Doc, to you know, receive you know, feedback from, some, from docs who are listening to our podcast and hear you know, about how this has been a blessing in their life and they, they really love the podcast. So thank you for all of you who who do tune in and listen to our podcast regularly. We say consistency is a new intensity, right? So thank you for being consistent. Also just encourage you if, if you would be willing to also share this with a colleague. What I found is actually listening to podcasts is a big part of my, my strategy, success strategy for me personally. I, I have several different podcasts I listen to. This is one of them on a, on a weekly basis. And so if this is something that you found value, please consider to share it. Please do share with them, especially as as we, this series, I think we kick off a series. This is a really good series to introduce someone to the, the Remarkable CEO you know, conversation that we've been having for a couple of years now in this podcast. You know, and so here's, so I'm going to go ahead and say this. What, so that's what I want, right? I want more and more chiropractors to be able to experience having a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life. But I don't get that. Right. If I don't have a measure of what does it mean to to actually achieve that? Like what is the outcome that I'm trying to create? So there's nothing wrong with wanting. Like 
we talk about the wish list. We talk about the wants and the wishes and all these things. And it's like, Hey, those things are, they're good to you to articulate. It's, it's great to get that out there, but it, it doesn't translate. It, it doesn't turn into anything. And so, you know, we appreciate all of you. And what we want is that we want, you know, more and more chiropractors to have remarkable practices, part of remarkable life, but wanting isn't enough. So there's very specific things that have to happen to get anything done. You can have a chiropractic practice and throw up a shingle and you can want your whole community to get chiropractic care, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Right. So as we all know, you know, there's things that have to be done. So this is this podcast. What I like about this podcast doc and about this series that we're, we're digging into today, it's, this is about action, right? So there's going to be some very specific actions that are going to be coming out of this podcast series, these next three episodes. So tune in to all three of these, at least if I can encourage you to do that, because again, just by the end of this series, because when we engage with, with our coaching clients, who we get to, we get to see their world and they invite us in there and we're grateful for that. It's an awesome journey is we often are talking about these things. It's the measure. You don't get what you want. You get what you measure. You don't get what you want. You get what you reward. You get what you celebrate and you recognize you don't get what you want. You get what you model. You don't get what you want. You get what you tolerate. These things keep coming up in our CEO conversation. So we know that this is a conversation that needs to be had in this platform right now. So, and I also think Dr. Stephen, that the timing of this is spot on. We're in North America. We're in the fall. You know, we're getting into, uh, we're going to be you know, Q, Q4. You know, we're going into the winter season of, of business. So you're assessing. Remember, we talk about plan, prepare, execute, assess. So if you think about it in the landscape of time of a year, we're moving towards the assessing time because you're reflecting on the year and you're preparing for the next year. So this is a really good time to think about yourself from a leader's perspective and to really take some time to think about what are we measuring? What are we rewarding? What are we modeling and what are we tolerating? And let's do a, a deep dive and assess of assessment of your business during this series. Dr. I'm excited to be digging in today. Yeah, Dr. Pete, I'm excited for anybody who's a first time listener because they're going to get some real gold out of this conversation, right? Because ultimately it's our job description as a CEO. One of our bullet points is to be vision caster, right? So it's not just vision creator. It's not vision host. That was you as the owner operator. For you to make the ascension to CEO, you have to become the vision caster, right? So let's think about that. You've got to be able to cast the vision, right? And the vision is very often an outcome, right? So we're a set of outcomes, right? So and you know, you don't get what you want, outcomes, you get what you measure, right? So ultimately what we're going to talk about is you don't get what you want, you get what you reward as well, associated with what you're measuring. But here's the key to this: as vision caster, okay, this is all about communication, right? So if you're the owner operator, you can be the only one in the house who's actually got clarity around the vision of what success looks like. Where are we going? What's a win look like? You know, right? So what's important here, right? So you can actually have it all in your head and you hire a bunch of people to sort of support you to, while you do all the things that make all the stuff, right? So it's like that's owning a job and having a team that just simply works for you and is your support team, right? So we're making the ascension to CEO, which means that we're going to surround ourselves with A players we're going to be delegating to them, right? We're going to have the right person, the right role, doing the right work the right way. We've got to be able to delegate to them a set of roles and response or a set of responsibilities that go with the role that they're best suited for, right? Right person in the right role. There's a function that's going to have a set of responsibilities organized underneath that function. And we put the right person in that role and we're going to trust them with that function. And we're going to delegate to them the activities that are organized underneath that function. CEOs, I hope you're following me right now, okay? So in order for them to be able to execute against those responsibilities, execute against those expectations and agreements, 
we've got to be able to communicate to them what's important here and what does a win look like, right? So I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down here. Vision casting gives you the ability to say, listen, this is what's important here. These are the outcomes we are looking to achieve in the next 12 months, right? So this is exactly what a win looks like. Your responsibilities, this is what I expect from you. You're going to execute these responsibilities remarkably. And this is what that looks like. Here are your goals, right? So your goals, because each one of these outcomes is measurable, right? So we have a measurable outcome, which is a KPI, but you know what? You can't do an outcome, okay? You do the activities that drive the outcome. So we want to make sure that we are clear with them what the activities are that will produce the outcome, the desired outcome that we're measuring. Guess what? Those activities are also measurable. So you measure those activities and you let them know what success looks like for the activities. So is KPIs associated with that? So now they have total clarity. They're looking at this being like, okay, I understand what the downstream outcome needs to be. This is the output from my responsibilities. I understand that all these responsibilities or activities are measurable. Those measurables are KPIs or key performance indicators. Now I know what success looks like as far as those are concerned, because you gave me goals. Now what you've done is you've communicated to a person, these are the outcomes that we're looking for. These are the responsibilities that you have that you're accountable to, to produce those outcomes. And this is what success looks like. Dr. P, this is helping us accomplish the most incredibly difficult thing to do as a leader, which is to convey to our people, this is what matters here. Yeah. I mean, you spoke directly to something that I was immediately thrust into a memory of the owner operator, Pete, the CEO, Pete, and the difference and how, and you said this really, and it was exactly the way it was, which was, I was the host, right? I was the host of the vision. I'm the host of the vision. And most of it was actually in my head. And that that's a big issue. And that that actually became why I was successful as an owner-operator, but I would have been stuck as an owner-operator forever had I not discovered that the issue was I needed to get what was in my head and in my heart and what I desired. I needed to get that translated to a team and then equipping the team and empowering the team so that we could experience what we wanted we could experience what we wanted, not just me. And it was that transition and it got very granular. Okay. Because what you realize is that there's a lot of things to measure because there's a lot of details that have to, things that have to happen to get what you want ultimately. And so what I realized as, you know, journeying through it, as you you were talking, I was, I was immediately thrust back into the first three years in practice. I was immediately thrust back there and said, I remember so clearly, like that is exactly how it was. I was a host. It was in my head. I tried to get it out, but it was mostly inside. And the biggest transition between being an owner operator and a CEO is I now walk into a situation with the team. And I actually show up with questions to see what is going on and what's in your head and what's going on in your world so that I can make sure that I'm continuing forward with us versus the other way around where everybody had to show up and wait for me. And if I wasn't there, the meeting wouldn't begin. As a CEO, the meeting goes on. If I show up, I just, where's my seat? Like I'm just going to sit in the meeting and then I'll participate. It's a very different way. And the information flows to you, not through you, right? So it's, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's a completely different. So just remember, as you transition to becoming the CEO, as you now operate as a CEO, many of you are, are doing that and you're doing it well. How do we get better at this? Well, again, we've got to get back to the fundamentals. Number one is that this is the groundwork. We're laying the groundwork right now for getting what you want. Okay. We're laying the groundwork. And this is about, so the first thing I want to talk about Dr. Stephen is communication, right? So it is about communication. Casting vision is a communication. You communicate that. And so you communicate what matters most, right? So we communicate what matters. So whether I'm talking about your team or you're talking about to a patient, you communicate what matters, right? So we tell people this is what matters, but that's not enough. If I tell a patient, you need to make all your adjustments and then leave it at that. And we don't have a slip and check in place. And I don't have a, a progress report where I can go over, hey, Steven, so we're 12 visits in. Well, we should be 12 visits in. We're actually eight visits in. Here's the thing, Steven. When we first started, remember I told you, you know, you need to make all your adjustments. Well, you've been making, you're batting, you're two out of three, basically, <laughs> every week. So and this ain't baseball. How's that going? <laughs> yeah. How's that going for you? You know, and, and the reality is if we didn't not only set an expectation, but my team was measuring it, I could have caught that. I would catch that week one, right? That, that gets caught week one. I'm not waiting till it's week four or even worse. Hey, we're not even doing progress checks. I'm not waiting to the end of the plan or even worse. I'm not waiting till this person went MIA. They're gone. <laughs> I don't know what happened. What's going on with my practice right now, right? So what ends up happening is things can get real sideways really quickly if we don't get this down. So number one is we communicate what we want. We communicate that. What's important? What are the things that, that matter the most? Let's communicate that. The second thing is now we need to begin to measure that. So I'll give you a great example. And then I want to throw it over to you to doc. So I'm going to keep it to the patient for now. So if I want more testimonials, right? I think chiropractic is amazing. I know people's lives are transforming, but we're not, we don't know. Like nobody's telling us that. We, we are getting it somewhat, but we're not really capturing it. Well, guess what? You don't have testimonials because you want testimonials, but you're not measuring them. You're not putting a mechanism into place, a system to actually create this outcome. So I want testimonials. I believe testimonials are important. So in order for me to get testimonials, I'll communicate that with my team. Now I need to say, okay, let's start measuring testimonials. All right. So what's our goal team? Well, I think we could and should be able to get one testimonial week. What do you guys think? Right? We start thinking about this. We do some math. We start thinking about how many patients we have. We start thinking about that. Let's come up with a number that we should be able to do. All right, cool. Is that enough? No, it's not enough. It's not enough simply to say we could get one a week. All right, let's do it. Now, what do we need to do next? Well, what are the behaviors that actually help us to get testimonials? Well, we can start making a list of those. And now we start making a list of behaviors. Now those behaviors then become other things we can measure. And now those things can actually live somewhere, like maybe on someone's scorecard. Like, hey, we're going to ask people at every progress report about their results. And we were going to ask them, have you given us a testimony? And would you be willing to share your testimony with us? Would be one great spot to start. Hey, every 12 visits for the first four months, we got three opportunities just baked into a system just to simply ask people, hey, would you be willing to share a testimony? Do you have a testimony? Do you have a testimony you want to share? Would you be willing to do that? Can we do that today? Can we do it on Thursday? Right? 
So now we've got something in place where now all of a sudden we start getting testimonials. Now, many of you have done these types of things successfully in your practice. I'm using that as an example because I know in my office, as an example, we loved getting testimonials, but it wasn't enough to want to get testimonials. It was, it had to be something that became immeasurable. So it began to live on some place. So that's how it made it to the scoreboard. And you'll see it, it lives at the top of the scoreboard. Two of the things that I love the most live at the top of the scoreboard, the number two, one and two things, reviews and testimonials. Why are they at the top? Because they're the most important. I love them the most. I think they're really, really important. And a lot of stuff has to happen to make sure those things are happening. So in order to get what you want, number one, you have to communicate, number one. And then the second step is that we need to start to measure it. And then once we start to measure it, now we can now we do the third thing, which Dr. Stephen talked about. We create KPIs around behaviors, performance, things that we perform that drive the out performance indicators. These are the key things to do to get that outcome. And that's measure those activities. So it increases our likelihood that we're actually going to hit that. And that is what measuring looks like. So you can pick it for any outcome that you want in your practice. Every outcome that you want in your practice needs to be communicated. It needs to be measured. It needs to be behaviors need to be managed so that we can actually get that out there. That's what this is about. Okay, let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo Matchmakers. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. There are only two types of chiropractic practices in the world today. Those who have been educating their patients, those that wish they had. And it's not too late to start. Let us help you. Our TRP practices flourished during this pandemic. They have proven the model. They did what works. And they have reaped the rewards. Most TRP practices saw best weeks, best months, best quarters, best years during the pandemic, not just despite the pandemic. I suggest because they had prepared their practices and patients for the pandemic. This will not be our last crisis. This was not our last storm. Will your practice be ready for the next one? I invite you to join us in Chicago for the remarkable Retention Immersion, October 22nd and 23rd, 2021, live and in person. Bring your team and join us. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash events to register today. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. And here's a point I don't want people to miss is the simple act of measuring it communicates. And that's the power of the measurement effect, right? So whether we're talking about a team member or whether we're talking about a patient, right? So CEOs, you're over the top of this whole thing. So you got to recognize that this is a cultural thing. CEO, our job is to set culture, right? So a cultural thing, the way we run the business, whether we're talking about for our team or for our patients, we got to recognize that the act of measuring is a communication. 
So yes, we need to tell the story. Yes, we need to cast the vision for our team, educate our patients, what have you. But what gets measured is what matters. That's what people are picking up on, right? So Dr. Pete, back to your patient example of somebody's missing appointments, right? So we have to articulate to them in the very beginning that, listen, for you to get the results you want, don't miss or change your appointments, right? So here's the deal. If you keep all your appointments, you get our best work, you're going to get the best results the fastest. If you miss or change appointments, you're going to sabotage your case and interfere with our work and you're going to slow everything down. You're going to be frustrated. We're going to be frustrated. Everybody loses, right? So keep your appointments, don't miss or change them. That's casting the vision, okay? That's telling them what success looks like, but then you measure it, right? So you want to make sure that as the doctor or as the CEO, as the doctor, you're actually getting that information flowing to you. You're not looking for it, it's not a blind spot for you. It's got to be built like we had it built right into our EHR where you could see that a person was being compliant to the care plan, right? And I would call the patient over and I would point and I would show them, look, Pete, I have visibility into your compliance, right? So I would reinforce with them the importance of rhythm and compliance and not missing and changing. And then I'd say, so how do you think you're doing? <laughs> so, and then I would point and I'd say, here's the deal. This is how you're actually doing. And I would show them using this great color-coded system that, you know what, you were scheduled for three, you came for two, you know, for example, right? So, and I'd say, see those black marks, see those blue marks, those black and blues, that's you missing your appointments, right? So this week, and the patient would have a holy crap moment, right? They'd be like, oh my gosh, talk, you have visibility into this. And that's what I would tell them. Look, Pete, I'm a great chiropractor. I'm a terrible magician. You actually have to show up here and get adjusted for us to get the work done, for us to get the results you're looking for. That's an example of you don't get what you want. You get what you measure. And what you're doing is you're communicating through that measurement to the patient. Listen, this is what's important here, right? One of the things that's very important is your compliance. Like this is a partnership. Chiropractic's a done with you, not a done for you program, right? So this is what that looks like. This is how it manifests. It communicates to people, this is what's important here. From a clinical perspective, if you're focused on orthopedic exams and neurological packages, right, just like every other specialist or doctor that they've seen in their whole life, and you talk about those things and you focus on those things and you do progress exams and re-exams and you're focused on the traditional neurological and orthopedic, it's not that those aren't important but they're not going to differentiate you in the marketplace, right? They're not going to teach the patient, listen, what's important here. You can do your packages, but you want to be communicating the unique examinations that you do here. When you're doing a heart rate variability, like so when you're, you're the only doctor that has ever done that to when you're doing a postural evaluation, bilateral weight scales, when you're talking about the cervical curvature, right? So when you're talking about the flexion extension views and when you're telling them, this is what we're measuring. You're telling them this is what matters here. Okay. So at the end of the day, what you measure communicates to the patient, this is what's important here. And you don't get what you want. You get what you measure. Dr. Pete, it's so critical that we see this and we focus on not only what are we measuring, but are we communicating and we are, are we putting energy yeah. on it? Right. And whatever yeah. you put energy on, wherever energy goes, energy flows, so that brings us to the second part of the communication, which is you don't get what you want. You get what yeah. you celebrate. Yeah. You know, a couple of things I just want to circle back. Then I want to go into the, the celebrating and the rewarding is you have to have mechanisms in place to capture what you're measuring. This was a struggle. And this is a struggle, I think, for a lot of chiropractors in general. It's like you'll say, hey, how, you know, let me see your stats. Let me see your numbers. You know, let me see the stuff. And it, a lot of times that, that's a pain point. That's, that's a missing piece. So I just want to give a quick you know, shout out to our remarkable practice academy and the vault, because 
there's so many amazing resources. If you guys are not using the resources in the vault, all the tools that we've given you to measure and track your key metrics, key performance indicators, not only measure them, but also understand what they mean and then how to influence them. You got to take advantage of these things. They are absolutely critical for your team. Your team desperately needs that. So CEOs, I'm talking to you now, specifically equip your team, give them the tools that the resources that they need to be able to track the things that, that measure or that matter. You know, so that you can keep measuring and keep your eyes on that and they can keep their eyes on it. So they feel empowered. You know, that's the quickest way to, to take the wind from someone's sales is give them a bunch of stuff to do, but there's no way to really track it. And, and then we're not following up and following through on that. So that's really difficult. Like, I love that. Ex- that's such an important yeah. point, Pete. I just want to double click on what you just said there is because we're not asking the doctor to track this. We're not asking the CEO to track this. You should CEOs, you have information flowing to you. This is what your team is for, right? So your team, if they have mechanisms in place and reporting systems and meeting rhythms in place, then you have that information just flowing to you so that you can focus on either leadership of your team or being present with your patient, right? This this is where our time, energy, and focus needs to be. Not like looking for metrics, trying to figure out what's going on wondering what's happening in our practice, stressing, having anxiety, having blind spots, telling ourselves stories, living on assumptions and fantasies, right? So instead of spending our time, like going to try to figure out and find out what happened or what's happening, you shouldn't spend any time on that. All this data should be flowing to you. So now you're leading both your team and your patients from an informed place. So I I hope you guys heard what Pete just said there is that these are systems for your team to implement so that you have the information flowing to you so you can focus on leading and being present yeah. with your patients. Doc, I, even as we're talking about this, you and I, we, we, we're literally opening up a little door and we could go so deep into this, but I know we need to just leave it there for now. But guys, here's the thing. This is the part A, you don't get what you want, you get what you measure. Part A, conversation. Part B is you don't get what you want, you get what you reward. Okay. And you reward, you celebrate, you recognize. So those are really kind of three things there is reward, celebrating and recognition is, is rewarding, right? So how do we reward people? I want, I want to speak to this. I want to actually want to give a confession here because I know that this has been an area where historically for me, you know, I struggle with this. So maybe some of you can relate with me. Maybe some of you CEOs, this is an, an area, it's a blind spot. It, maybe it's not a blind spot, you're aware of it, but it's still a struggle, even if, you know, you know, it's, it needs to be done. But I, I struggled with this, which was, you know, recognizing people, celebrating people, celebrating the uh, behaviors, the outcomes. It worked really well with managing my patients, not so well with team. <laughs> you know, patients would say that, you know, they're feeling better and all this stuff. And I'd be like, Go ahead and stand on up. Let's go back to the nervous system chart. I think you're 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 a little off here. There, I just want to because I as soon as they said that, I'm like, this is their last visit, you know. So I'd immediately stand them up and be like, let's go to the nerve chart. Let's go look at your X-ray. Remember how long did this take to get there? Like I was so focused on reminding people we have not arrived. It is a journey, and I loved my patients, so they genuinely knew that. So I knew I had I could get away with it, and I was their doctor. So they kind of like having like somebody who was pretty firm as a doc who, who, you know, it was business and they knew it. Like I, I was in the business of saving lives. They felt it. So I, I got away with the Dr. Steven that on that side, I'm not going to say that it was, I could have done better confession. I know that I could do better with really celebrating patients, but again, that's why we put mechanisms in place for testimonials and things like that. So we did. And I used to 
step out when someone told me an amazing thing and I would step out in, of my adjustatorium into the hot seat area and I would say, and I would get the approval from a patient. I would say, hey, Stephen, would you be, could we tell everybody? Like, there's a bunch of people here and I think they would love to hear like you're officially off all your medications. Like, so like they would, he would come out and be like, Stephen, tell him what, tell him. And I'd be like, hey, everybody need your attention just for a minute while you're warming up and boom. And then Stephen would tell us thing. And he would say, you know, when I first started here, boom, I was, I was taking three medications for heart and stuff like this. And I've been going to my cardiologist faithfully and regularly and working with Dr. Pete and the team here. And I officially have, I'm off all my medications. I got my most recent blood work. It's been amazing. I just showed to Dr. Pete and I just wanted to just thank you guys. And I'd be like, guys, can we give it up for Steven? Isn't he like, check this out guys. And boom, boom, boom. And then I'd, I'd be like, I have everyone's attention. So this is my moment. <laughs> and I'd use that next 30 seconds to drive the understanding deeper about the power of the adjustment in chiropractic and the lifestyle and say, guys, all of you, how many of you right now have at least one person in your life who struggles with heart health, heart disease? How many of you have that in your family? Show of hands. How many of you have heart disease and run, runs in your family? You've had that said to you. You've had that communicated. You have an uncle, a brother-in-law, a mother, a father, a kid. So I mean, boom. And I would say, guys, how many of them are regularly receiving chiropractic checkups and getting adjusted. And I would say, guys, before you, all of you leave today, please see the front desk if you have somebody that you know. Actually, you know what? Front desk, can you guys come on out? Can you walk through this area and just start handing people cards? You know, boom. He said, you see, what, see that, what that is? So what did that do? I'm telling a story, Dr. Steven, because I, I literally, this is what we did in my practice. So I, was a, I was a hard line guy with the patients. I needed to reward my team better. That's my, what my confession was. Yeah, before we drift into team, I just, I got to go there because I didn't know we were going double black belt today. So that was freaking ninja, right? So here's where chiropractors fall down, you know? So they'll hear that and they'll be like, okay, so when people talk about they feel better and their symptoms are improving, whatever, you know, they'll, they'll give them the Heisman, right? They'll stiff arm and be like, oh, we don't talk about <laughs> symptoms here, you know, or anything like that. I'm like, don't do that. Please don't do that, right? So this is an, and conversation, not an or conversation, right? It's not, we either talk about philosophical, vitalistic, nerve system-based chiropractic, or we talk about symptoms and correction. And that's, you know, this is, Dr. B, you know exactly what I mean. We see this everywhere in chiropractic, right? So it's a complete fumble. And this is an and conversation, guys. Celebrate that, high five them and hug them and ready, we're gonna go double black belt on this. Celebrate the behaviors that led to that win. This is what you have to double down on, right? So in that moment, you give them the high five, you give them the hug, the squeeze and receive it, right? And then give the credit to them, okay? This is when you say, Dr. Pete, you know what? I just want to remind you, or I should say Pete, so you recognize I'm talking to a patient. Pete, you know, I'm so happy to hear that, man. Isn't it awesome to see your body's capacity to heal? Isn't it amazing to see how much health you have? Remember I told you you have all the health you need inside of you and we're just going to let it out. First, I just want to recognize you, man. Thank you for being such a great patient and giving me the opportunity to do my best work for you. Man, you've been so great with your adjustment schedule. You're breaking your bad habits, you're adding your exercises. I know how committed you are to your care and your healing. And it's amazing to me, even today, after 26 years, it's amazing to see that your body responds like that already. We've only been working together for three months, three years, 13 years. I don't care what it is. Say, isn't it amazing to see how your body has responded already? It's amazing that your body is responding already. 
that word is critical, right? So, you know, we've only, we've just begun. Can you imagine, can you imagine how strong and how healthy you're going to be after this year? Imagine in two, three years of chiropractic care, right? So I'm now I'm future pacing them, right? So what am I doing? I'm giving them credit. I'm giving their body credit. I'm elevating their awareness, how awesome the body is and what's actually doing the healing, right? So making sure that they understand that it's their compliance to their care plan, breaking their bad habits, adding their exercises. I'm giving all of the credit back to them. Here's the truth, doc. They're already giving you all the credit. The beautiful thing here is credit is infinitely divisible. Always give credit away because there's always plenty left over for you, right? Push it back to the patient and highlight the behaviors that are leading to the outcomes and recognize how awesome they are. And make sure you use the term already because we've just begun. So good. I love the double black belt. So guys, did you catch a couple of things? There's, this is, this is like, there's some deep stuff going on here. Number one is, did you recognize that while Dr. Steven was celebrating my results, he also was embedding within the celebration recognizing the behaviors that we measure in this office that drive outcomes. So the three legs of the stool were actually hit on because when a patient begins, we teach them that these are the things you need to do to get what you want, right? We teach them the the 12 things they need to know to, to be healthy. We teach them the three legs of the stool, which is their part. They're upholding that's their part of the, the deal. And then we're going to do our part of the deal, right? So we both have our, we're, all of us are accountable to our part, you know? And so did you see that he did that? He recognized in the celebration of the win that I had, you reinforced, okay, through the, the words, the positive affirmation and speaking it, the credit there, the measures that we were measuring. And we are measuring, we will continue to measure because those are the things that you don't stop doing the things that you did to get you where you are now. You're going to keep doing those things. And so that was ninja because, so think about this, the measure, that's why we actually wanted to talk about measure and reward at the same time, actually, I think is because of without knowing we were going to go down this path, but it's, it's precisely why. So let's just flip the script. I want to talk about the team. So how do you do this with the team? How do you celebrate and recognize the team, your team? right? The people that you work with, because this is really, really important guys. And again, like I said, this is an area where I had a struggle, I had blind spots. And, and the reason why was mainly because, you know, I, uh, I was pretty focused on uh, just continuing to do bigger things. And I was, I was not easily impressed. I was not very satisfied. I was not content. And, you know, I had, uh, there's other issues of lack of maturity and things like that, that definitely, you know, I could say, you know, I, I needed to grow in there and I needed to, you know, grow in those areas. And so I think we always need to understand that we're all on the journey. All of you CEOs, let's just be real. Hey guys, we got some growing up to do. We got some growing to do. And this was definitely an area where, you know, I was, I needed to have some maturity to really be able to slow down enough to say, Stephen, Mary, whoever you are. Hey, I just want to take a minute and uh, guys, I just want to take a minute and I want to highlight something, small stuff, guys. Don't wait till it's the you know end of the year and it's Christmas. You know, May, middle of May. It's just guys, I want to I want to pause the team meeting here and I want to recognize or end that end the team training. Hey guys, before we wrap today's training, I want to take a minute. I want to talk about something that I saw this week that I just was absolutely incredible. Mary, so the other day when we received that phone call from that patient, blah, blah, blah. Right. So right there 
what did I just do? I paused and I would say, okay, I want to recognize Mary. You were, there was a patient that called in who was actually calling in to cancel their appointment. And um, the only reason why I know about this is because I later talked to the patient and they let me know something that, that Mary did that was just so impactful. It meant so much to them. And I just want to say, hey, I want to recognize you for going above and beyond for, for really taking the time to, to meet with that patient and find out what was really going on with them because that's really what they needed to hear. And because you did that, they rescheduled their appointment, they made it in and they just went through the report and they signed up for care and they're bringing their family in. And it's all because you took a minute to say, you know what? This is a human being on the other side of this line who's calling in, who's, who's canceling. But really, I found out what was really going on. And as a result of that, their life is transformed. So I want to recognize, but can everybody, you know, let's give Mary a big bear hug, rah, you know, and next thing you know, it's like, so it's that guys, it's, it's the little, it's the little stuff. It's also the bigs, but it's the littles that go a really long way. And we have to be really mindful of that at all times. So, you know, Pete, this is a, I think this is a great place to wrap on, right? Because, you know, I'll be the first one to admit that I walk with a limp here, right? So I used to drag a dead leg behind me on this one, right? Because, you know, I'm blessed with a critical spirit, right? So that makes me a really good doctor. It makes me a really good entrepreneur and a business owner, but it makes me a tremendous pain in the ass, right? So it's like, I'm sure, you know, you've probably picked up on on hints of that over the years, right? And it's just my commitment to excellence like yours. And like you said, you're not easily impressed and you have a set of expectations that are the fruit of our commitment to our mission, right? It's to our purpose. This is like, of course we do that. Of course we're on purpose. Of course we're on mission. And I have an expectation of excellence, you know, around me and of myself, I'm most critical on myself, right? And I know you personally are the same, right? So that's our nature and that's how we grew up. But truthfully, you know what, as a leader, as a CEO, you're not allowed the luxury of a bad moment. You got to hear that. You're just not allowed the luxury of a bad moment. Doesn't mean you have to be perfect, right? You didn't just hear me say, now you have to be perfect. No, you don't. But you just don't get the luxury of saying, you know what, you know, I'm sorry. It's just having a, having a tough day, having a bad moment. It's just like, you know what, that just doesn't erase everything. You know, when you're the leader, you know, people see and hear everything you do. You just have to recognize that, right? So you have to take on the opportunity and therefore the responsibility to lead from a higher place. And that higher place would be one that would be energizing to your team, not draining the energy. And what doc, Dr. Pete, what you're talking about here is recognition and celebration, right? So you don't get what you want, you get what you celebrate, right? You don't get what you want, you get what you reward. So you've got to be really intentional about this. You've got to recognize that it's like, okay, so instead of this, letting this, reaction of a critical spirit dominate my communications, whether that's facial expressions, tone, or what you say or don't say, and make it really intentional and deliberate to catch people doing things right. You've got to be able to catch people doing things right. And that means the behaviors that lead to those outcomes that we want, the behaviors that we're measuring that lead to the outcomes that we're measuring, right? So you've got to catch people doing things right. So this is how we're going to communicate to people. This is what's important here. We'll catch people doing the behaviors that lead to those outcomes that we desire, right? So you don't get what you want. You get what you reward. So make sure that you're seeing that in your tone, the things you say, what you say, when you say them, how you say them, and just replace or displace that critical tendency and build a habit. You can rehabituate, right? So you can create something that 
It's you guys know synaptogenesis. You can retrain the way your body reacts and responds to situations. You can just take a beat. You can take a breath and recognize that you're hardwired for a reaction. But God gives us this ability to take a beat, to take a breath and just pause. That's just maturity as a leader. Take a breath and ask yourself, what should I do or say here that will strengthen this situation? That may break down a a process or a procedure or a scenario, but build up a person, right? So this is an opportunity for us to say, let's get into the habit of catching people doing things right. And that way we can offset or displace the tendency to be super critical all the time. You'll get into the habit. Next thing you know, you do this so often, you habituate it. This just becomes part of your nervous system. And I'm really proud to say that this has been a great evolution here. I think I see it in you. I definitely know it in myself is, is this has been something that has been a lifelong pursuit to just build the habit as a leader of saying, I see that. I saw that. This is you living out our core values. This is exactly what needs to happen to make sure that we are working together as a team. We're cohesive. I saw that. This is an example of that. And do that publicly so that the rest of your team sees it or the rest of the practice sees it. It works for your team. It works for your patients. Truthfully, it works at home as well for your kids and your spouse, right? So this is a lifelong journey, gang, as we become better leaders. We're going to give you these rules, and hopefully these will be echoing in your head this month as you listen to this series. You don't get what you want. You get what you measure. You don't get what you want. You get what you reward. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.